You've reached Moody's Never Say Die Hard, a moonlighting podcast with Kevin and Chez. Each week we watch the next episode, available Friday, for you to download. For each break in the case, we have laughs for your face. For every twist and thrill, we have jokes that kill. Some fly by night, some fly by day. So let us now join Addison and Hayes. All major credit cards accepted. Hello and welcome to Moonies Never Say Die Hard, a moonlighting podcast with Kevin and Chez. I'm Kevin. Hello, Chez. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. I have uh, I have a friend today. Ooh. My dog Drax has to be with us for the podcast today because my wife has important uh, work stuff that he can't bother her. So <laughs> he has to. He has for to legal reasons, Drax cannot see yeah. what 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 your wife yeah. is doing. He has, a, he has a non-compete clause with all her <laughs> law stuff. <laughs> so if we hear from Drax, it will be simply to as input. Maybe Drax will give us advice on this. We could use advice. Yeah. Oh. Everyone could always improve. Or he'll just lay in my lap for the entire time. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? That's the fun of these things. We never know which good direction we'll go. <laughs> Who knows? Will we even discuss moonlighting? We'll find out. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's been uh, well, it's just been gray over here and we're the area in which we live under witness protection. All good. <laughs> yeah, no one's found us since the last podcast. <laughs> which is good. Which is, you know what? Is it good? <laughs> we potentially gave out too many hints. I think so. I think we, we gave a, an enormous amount of breadcrumbs, enough to maybe actually reassemble a loaf. What's sad is, again, we have the ability to cut out anything that we say in this podcast, and yet we let it ride. Because everything is gold. Everything. Yeah. You know what's amazing about this? Everything is a lean piece of meat. It is. No no, it no is. fat. Just trimmed out. It's, <laughs> it's just perfection. It's something that zinis could serve and be proud of. Oh, speaking great. of... Ooh, it's time to get to our sponsor. All right. Once again, Mooney's Never Say Die Hard is brought to you by Zini's Italian Restaurant, the only restaurant in America. This weekend is the big game, and Zini's has got you covered. Eggplant Parmesan trays, $50 for a medium-sized tray, $75 for a large, and $1,600 to fill the back of a Dodge Ram. Limit three Dodge Rams. Also, for $500, Megplant and Pegplant will deliver your food and stay for one hour. That's right, $500, one hour, two gorgeous eggplant mascots. We ask that you please hand the $500 directly to Glowerpuss. I just... Work it through, work it through. So get those orders in by Saturday at 10 p.m. to ensure your championship Sunday party is as super as it can be. Zini's Italian Restaurant. Like a good neighbor, Zini's is there. All right. So first I... off, and this is not a knock on Zini's. Apparently, Zini's does not have a is not an official Super Bowl. Yeah, because they yeah. didn't use the term Super Sunday or Super Bowl. They did which sneak I think a super a... in at the end, though. Yeah, because you always can do like the big game. Yeah, there are several that you know the the Sunday after Saturday that you are going to be watching something <laughs> that kind of yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah. But which is not a fall on Zini's because it's actually fall on the Super Bowl. If you have the only restaurant in the country, and you yeah, have you not created think... some sort of sponsorship, so when they is do you bring your own Dodge, <laughs> or do they show up in a Dodge, or do you get, or does Meg Plant and uh, Eggplant, I mean uh, Pegplant. Who again? Curiously, they really go in on the whole hotness factor of these. Yeah, they really push that. 
So this is going to be like we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago when Mr. Met could show up for your wedding. Yeah, that's what I think. Do you think they took that? Because it's the same money we said. I mean, the exact same <laughs> it's amount. $500, exactly. So what. We're going to see this in a positive way as a dialogue we're having with our sponsor. I guess so. It's concerning that you have to give the $500 to Glowerpuss. Is he stand Like, that feels pimpish. <laughs> it does. Does Glowerpuss kind of just hang there to make sure his eggplants are yeah, safe like, or good? I mean, I Megplant went missing. Was she escaping and not kidnapped? Because Megplant I... was kidnapped or taken by Glowerpuss. Yeah, so did he... Like, did she not have a place to stay in Ann Arbor? And now Glowerpuss said, hey, you could come stay with me. But then he gave her a job. I don't like where this is this going is, at all. This seems like one of the 200 shows that got added to HBO Max when it became Max. And they dumped all of ID Network on it. I'm not sure, given the nature of this, I want Glowerpuss near my... Which I guess they're marketing the character well as menacing. But there's menacing. And then there's... He's going to mm, some shit up, you know. Notice I, I let one curse word go, but yeah. not the other one. You know, yeah, you got to yeah, play yeah. it because you're sure, allowed. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah it's you're after allowed, nine The second word you're allowed to say after <laughs> nine. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we're recording this, it's 9 p.m. So I will say $1,600. I mean, Dodge Ram, the back of a Dodge Ram is pretty big. That's a lot of eggplant. If I can move on from the unfortunate part of the ad. And I like eggplant. I do. I like yeah. eggplant parmesan. I like eggplant parmesan sandwich. I like those are the eggplants I like. I like fried eggplant on pizza. But that actually seems the best deal because the other dishes, I know the Sunday that is gloriously super day, since we can't mm-hmm. use the exact term. All I think the we food can. prices. <laughs> we can. I guess we I guess legally we can. We can discuss the Super Bowl. We get we just can't yeah. say it's there. Nothing. But I know the prices spike, as they all do for everything. Mm-hmm. But what was a medium-sized tray? $50. It's been a while since I have uh, hosted a Super Bowl party, considering I don't watch football. I do watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I will watch it no matter who they show on the screen. I, will I don't be even happy. know In what fact, you're getting. I don't know what you're getting I'm at. I'm not getting at it. You know, you, you know what I'm getting at, the referees. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let them play. Let them play. Stop, let them get in the, stop you know, calling everything. What we're saying is, I guess bulk purchase is always more cost effective. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of a bulk, bulk purchase. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious what a medium-sized tray is. I imagine on their Instagram at some point they will explain, that's on them, yeah. uh, how big a medium-sized tray is, if indeed they have an Instagram. By the way, we we should mention that uh, Zini's... Uh, yeah, it looks like they're getting do. off the ground on Instagram. They must yeah. be moving into that. <laughs> They've decided... That social media is good for a restaurant, I guess. Well, I mean, in one way, I could understand why they drag their feet, if you want to use that term, because if you're the only restaurant in the country. Why advertise? Why advertise? Except on a certain podcast. I'm assuming that since we have not gotten our table at Zini's, you and I have not eaten at a restaurant in a long time since that's the one (laughs) restaurant. Pretty sure I was at a Chili's, but I guess I was wrong. I, I don't know what fever that is. Dream. I was gonna say I don't know what that is. It's like the Simpsons when they talk about McDonald's and they say there's three thousand in the state. They well, it must have sprung up overnight. You're telling me there's a food place, and I'll believe you because you're my friend. I don't know where I'm getting the food from Grubhub. Now I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah. What I like about our sponsor Zinis, if Zinis 
okay, let's say if we made up a whole restaurant, the mythology gets complicated quickly. But so Zini's, quick. because it's real, it's clean, because then we can just go, yeah, it's the only restaurant. But had yeah. it been fictional, it gets. Whatever. Yeah. What, what was this thing you called? Chili's? <laughs> is that what it is? I'm looking it up, and apparently um, I haven't. It's a thing. Wait, does what? this mean we can actually taste Zini's food before the, your reservation that I'm honing, honing in on? Yeah, we just have to get our order in before the Saturday before the Super Bowl, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this podcast. Well, the Super Bowl isn't Sunday, right? It's next yeah. Sunday. Well, it's, this podcast comes out. That's right. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. broadcast. See, people, yeah. time, time's yeah. a flat circle. No, but um, yeah, no, it's it's it gets. Yeah, we have we have time, but we the people time. listening to this only have one day to get their order in. Yeah, and it to is buy curious. Three Dodge the... Rams, so they could <laughs> fill them up with eggplant. So parmesan. they they'll have one day to win a car at a game show. <laughs> yep, and to just haul it all the way over to Zini's. Screaming on the phone, dear God, you please have a truckload of eggplant. We talk about our sponsor a lot because they give us, eventually, we will see a check. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm wondering if Kiki's just cashing them in a separate account. I should probably look into that. We don't have the passwords. We don't, Kiki password. we don't have the passwords. We don't have the passwords. Come on. We have not thought this through. All right. So we have actually brought this up before. And this is a fast food mascot thing. Mm-hmm. We have wondered if each region had their own eggplant and pegplant, mm -hmm. and now evil Glowerpus. We should maybe try, if only to actually meet the plant, because you and I are still wondering, is this sentient human-sized eggplant or someone who's in Yeah, we should check with Kiki to see if we have money in the, yeah. in the Moody's accounts. Kiki is can... actually shaking her head and saying, what uh, money? So we have come questions. Come on. Yeah, come on. We know that they're paying, you know, it could be also that Kiki, as we've mentioned before, as an intern, is paid in very nice urinary tract food. Urinary hey, tract medication. I mean, are, are we not getting any money from all our Instagramming? I feel like we're doing a lot. I hate for this podcast to turn into a whole legal issue, but whereas Kiki may be causing us legal problems, Drax, with connection to le with legal contacts, your dog in your life, could actually maybe help us. So, yeah. Drax, at any point you bark in with some some crucial legal information, we would love that. We're not saying anything, Kiki. We just have questions. We so have a I lot guess, of questions. I guess if between now and a couple of days from now, the $500 comes in, we should rent. Rent? That doesn't sound right. We should get Meg plant and egg peg plant. No, let's not use the our, word rent. We should yeah, invite I said, that's not, yeah. over. We should, we, should have her, we should have them over and see what they look like. I'm just going to tell you, if Glowerpus comes in with a boombox, I don't know where <laughs> this is going. Then, then I'm going to actually have questions. If the we'll get, first yeah, we'll get some Glauerpus, eggplant. We'll, yeah. we'll do a medium-sized tray since it's just the two of us. Yeah. And and we'll get the... We're going to have the saddest Super Bowl player. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, me, eggplant, parm, a cat, a dog, two cats, a dog, and two, two eggplant mascots, and a eggplant and pimp. pimp? One hour. <laughs> if the first thing out of Glowerpuss's mouth is you can't touch, then I think we've got a. Uh, then I just going to say, please leave. Yeah, Not we're because I want to touch, but because yeah. it's just yeah the red flags. The red flags are there. Yeah, could they? Are do their mouths move in such a way that they could ask for help? <laughs> 
if this is the line of thought we're going with presently, yeah, I'm going. I don't know because we've looked at the mouths and we don't know if they're the nick of a vegetable peeler, so we're not yeah, sure. Right. But the thing is, there's a lot of gesticulation one can do with hands. Also, I don't feel good right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Let's move on. Let's, Let's move, move on, on to what's this well, podcast about? I believe the Super Bowl. Okay. No, it's good, but we're not going to discuss the Super Bowl because everyone has their favorites, and we don't want to get in. And that's why we're going to discuss. I am rooting for the people. Chiefs a thousand percent. I am too, actually. That is. <laughs> well, that is. I want. I want Taylor Swift to be happy. I'm yeah, a huge I Taylor do. Swift fan. I want. And I'm a I fan want, of you being a fan. I like her yep. music. I'm just. Kevin is of a level of fandom that I have not been since my REM days. I I love her. So yeah. I like the both of them. Yeah, I'm hoping for good things. I'm hoping for good things. And if that is but you know what? You like, They'll be okay either way. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine. I yeah. think they could lose. And now I say they because I think she comes in on the you know second half and just what, what if what if Taylor says to Travis Kelsey before the game, I've got everything riding on this. <laughs> Please win. <laughs> What could even be worse is I've got everything riding on this. You've got to throw the game. Because <laughs> it'd be tough to bet everything Taylor has. I think that I would mean, actually... that has got to be psyched. <laughs> First of all, for her to bet everything she has, I think will actually topple a few economies. <laughs> I think there are some actually internet... There's There's a whole macroeconomic base that's just going to get thrown out of whack if she loses money. But it would be funny if she actually needs him to lose. Haven't you already won one of these? Yeah, yes. Yeah. As the by the way, this is I'm now gonna show you since we even just mentioned it, I'm now gonna show you my knowledge of Super Bowl. Has the other team <laughs> <laughs> won a big Sunday of Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean they've won a few. Yeah. The this 49ers is the part where you were supposed thank yeah. you. You you yeah. were a little slow. You were supposed to say it's like when you introduce a friend, but you sorry, forget yeah, their sorry, name. sorry, yeah. This is this is my friend, the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> this is sad they, because they I think won a I lot heard... with Joe Montana. Oh, I remember and, the Joe Montana yeah, days, yeah. Jerry yeah. Rice. Yeah. Also, these are names I remember. I remember sports more from youth than now. Because yeah, the back 40, in 49ers youth, were big in the eighties. Oh yeah. No, you know, Dra Drax is showing uh, his approval with that. Drax just <laughs> laid down the hammer and said, Chiefs. He threw my phone on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Does he want us to stop talking? Is this more like I've had enough? Is Drax over with this podcast? Because this would technically be our shortest podcast. So we should just throw out the word moonlighting and just make it an official. And then we're good. Anyway, we hope you so enjoyed what, episode so what six prop, of Moonlighting. What would prop would you have? A Dodge Ram full of eggplant parm. <laughs> and stay tuned for your local news. But I'm going to say, you know, this. We some people say occasionally we run a little long. I think we we nailed it to this. Yeah, time. Thank you, Jax. Thank you for being in our editor. Yeah, Moonlighting was great. All right, Moonlighting see you next was week. great. It was a nice little film noir plot. Dana Delaney was the guest. You'd enjoyed it, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you anyway. So tune in next week. Yeah, let's go to Moonlighting. Um, before we get into the summary, I will say I actually enjoyed this episode. Yes. Yeah. It, I did. You know, there are questions always, but I enjoyed the episode as we discussed uh, off camera, you know, because again, we're friends. We talk. It had a fun, bonkers ending. 
I was actually surprised by the bonkers ending. I was also surprised by what I imagine would be the budget for this bonkers ending. But for an episode that is very film noir based, it is fun that they ended at a drive-in theater. Yeah. To show the filmic kind of, you know, inspiration of this. But for those who just want to recap. Sure. Remember in last week's episode when Maddie and David, when Maddie bet David he couldn't be an adult for a whole week? You remember. It was last week. Turns out David once was an adult on a regular basis with a real-life steady relationship with a real-life adult woman splitting real-life adult bills. But when that very woman comes back into the office as a client talking about a stolen locket, don't worry about the locket. It'll almost never get hurt again. It gets mentioned twice <laughs> and forgotten. Just gone. gone. <laughs> Which is great because, as we mentioned, this is a film noir episode. There's your MacGuffin. This, this is your Maltese Falcon, a grandmother's locket. But talking about a stolen locket, forgotten adult-feeling surface. And you can always tell when David is an adult or serious because the face kind of droops and the voice gets a little quiet. Will David have another shot at lost love and being an adult? Will David just mishear how many shots there actually were? Will anyone tell us what the odds of having purposely loosened high-rise balcony railing work in your favor? Because, Good wow, Lord. the chutzpah on betting yeah. on that was remarkable. Will we find that? Of course we will. This is what we talk about. Our little David grows up just a little more in season two, episode six, knowing her. Yeah, I guess he has to grow up at some point because now let's let's talk about <coughs> the the science of big, which also applies to the science of large. Yeah. Does Tom Hanks age inside the big body? So I this is more so, this right? is more a psychological sort of yeah. mental aging. He yeah. does, and I actually I actually had put a note like this is sort of close to the third act of Big, when Tom Hanks's character is a functioning adult. Yeah. He's wearing the suit. It isn't like a crazy tie or anything anymore. He's going out on couples dinners. They they were always smart in that movie. They never showed him drinking alcohol. Yeah. They were always they were always certain. And you know he's no longer. I'm not sure there's a scene, but David. And this one seems less likely to be eating pudding while jumping on a trampoline. And <laughs> I'm going from this episode, we are now bouncing that he's either living in an alleyway behind the Chinese restaurant mm -hmm. or he's actually living in his office. And maybe that's why he's always fighting to keep this job. It isn't simply the income. Otherwise, it's him splitting rent with 72 other people. I got to imagine, which I imagine is how his life around when she his uh, girlfriend shows up, Jillian, played by mm -hmm. Dana Delaney. Famous uh -huh. for both China Beach and that line in the opening credits of an Animaniacs when Yakko suggestively says Dana Delaney when they would switch the <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are, that's it. No, she was in a yeah. bunch of stuff. I imagine when she left, broke his heart, never told him, just ghosted him. He couldn't afford an apartment on his own. So I imagine he's been living in that office since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think. Or the alley. Or the alley. Or the alley. Yeah. It's, it's. Um, when it gets cold, he sleeps at the office. But it's Los Angeles, so. I guess when it gets to 60. Apparently, according to this episode, sometimes it rains really, really, really hard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, we get a torrential storm at the beginning of this episode. But speaking other, of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it opens with Maddie having had to change a tire in a in a torrential rainstorm. We don't Almost see like a that, hurricane. but we see, yeah. Yeah. And so we see the aftermath of that where we see, well... We see her feet and her legs covered in mud and ripped pantyhose and broken high heel as she stumbles down the hallway to the office. I was shocked 
that Maddie has a bathroom in her office. I was surprised to learn. I'm, yeah, I mean, I imagine everyone else does the old you go down the hall. You yeah, because we saw, whatever is the we saw David do that a few episodes yeah. ago. I'm not shocked that David does not have a thing. But here's actually a question. Yeah. This before this series started, mm-hmm. when Manny did not have to work at a detective agency and the detective agency was created simply for a matter of loss. Why was David in the other office? Right. I, I, I didn't mean to Maybe, jump in. I didn't know if this was is he? what you were leaning towards. I wasn't, he, but was he? I, it doesn't he seem like it. His, no, because when she came in, his office as we see it is kind of his office as it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But why wouldn't you be? Why did you have the other office, first of all? <laughs> what was that office? I mean, you would think that office would be a conference room. Yeah, clients, or a meeting yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about why there are 200 employees who have nothing better to do than walk around and stare at Maddie coming in when she's covered in mud and just had an awful day. And David is just too happy that she came in late, just gleefully. David is, does not start off as large at the beginning. I mean, of he, he only was early because he slept there. Well, he yawned the first thing and he almost yeah. had bedhead. So I imagine he was there. But why, yeah, why was that office? That's interesting, yeah. There. I mean, was that office, did that office only materialize when she showed up? It's like Galaxy Quest when they go through that area and there's just the shifts going up and down and even one of the, you know, in the ship when they mm-hmm. kidnapped him to go. They got, there was no purpose for this in our own ship. It was just there for an episode. So did the office materialize? The other thing I realized, which you only find out at the end, is Maddie has a telescope in her office. Yeah. You are surrounded by other office buildings. You are in downtown Los Angeles. So I don't believe this is why Maddie has it. I, that wouldn't be the case. But in real life, there's a high creep level there. Oh, yeah. You could only use it to... St- I know you're a detective. But still, I'm assuming the local area, you can't just count as possible leads for a reason to keep looking through other people's offices. It's also a city. I don't know how much stargazing you could do. I mean, if I had a telescope here, one, I could not point out the window because it's New York City. Blew that. There you go. You want to, the, the mob can now get me. You're safe, though. It's all good. I know. I know. We see, it's we, a big we keep city, talking. though. It is a big city. Don't say it's, where you are. No, I won't. But you can't do so much stargazing because it is a city. There's light pollution. So the audience is curious. But yeah, so Manny comes in. First thing they do is the entire staff stares at her. That's all they're good for, by the way. Yeah. That they just kind of stood up and stared like a really kind of nasty version of the end of uh, Dead Poets. I would imagine if everyone stood up and just yeah. quietly shook their head at Robin Williams. This is to say, how could you? She had a bad morning. She did. <laughs> and, and David just... <laughs> did not make it better. No, no. First of all, she goes to her private bathroom. Yeah. And David goes in there and is just talking to the door in the private like a little kid with mom. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Mom. And, you know, the parent, occasionally a parent's got to pee, just got to clean up, got to do something. The pollution's involved, you know, but it's just like mom, mom. That was the equivalent of this. Yeah. She was upset that someone hadn't helped her while changing the tire. And that's a legitimate thing. We'd all been there. It's like, gee, I, I mean, wish someone would stop by. I don't yeah. know how to do most things on a car. Changing a tire is one of the few things I know how to do. <laughs> but I don't know much anything else. But you can understand you see people yeah. pass by. I mean, you know, but it doesn't even have to be a car. There can only be things. You know, you can't count on it. And I don't mean that in a negative, cynical way, because people have lives and people are moving forward. And to be quite honest, my my experience with life is that people generally do actually help. 
I've already seen New York City. Everyone dismisses New York City. But if you drop something, someone generally will tell you you drop yeah. something. If it looks like you fall, I've seen people almost fall and strangers catch them. But I understand Manny just being frustrated. And David kind of just goes in and it's like, but I yeah, thought this, this was, was the the movement and yeah. women's lib. And this why was, did you want this that? was such an 80s yeah. TV show moment that people back then must have just loved it. Oh, they just they just ate it with a spoon. Yeah, this was this was a perfect conversation argument type thing. Yeah. For that if you time. want women's lib, why do you yeah. want people to be nice to you is essentially what his argument was. But Maddie does say it's like. I still changed my tire and I still got here. So don't knock the whole, I thought you wanted yeah, to be yeah. independent when in fact I was and I got here. Yeah. And it's I'm like, glad they it's had like I can cook myself back. dinner, but yeah. it's nice when somebody just comes and feeds it to me. <laughs> yeah. God, then that reminds me of the old ad they used to have in the 70s. And uh, Anjali, was that the perfume? It's like, I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan and yeah. never ever let you forget you're a man. That's 70s, which is worse 80s. Yeah. There was another ad at that time where the line was because the she does it and is like, my wife, I think I'll keep her. <laughs> and you always thought that that ad should, as it fades to black, you just hear him gurgling because she's choking him. <laughs> That's I didn't not what get happens. that. Could you try again? If you heard a background voice, it's because my Apple Watch decided to come in on this. By the way, Apple... If you'd like to advertise with us and promote Apple Watch, occasionally mine goes off and includes yourself in a conversation. So Siri, advertise with us. This is going to be but the yeah, episode weird... of distractions. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Drax. This is going to be fantastic. Siri, Alexa. Kiki denying that she's siphoning <laughs> funds off of us. It's going to be fantastic. But anyway, this is this is to go back to the large argument that we like to keep feeding. This When David does this and doesn't read the room with Maddie... This is essentially David pulling Maddie's hair. He's doing it verbally, but but this is the equivalent of that of a grade schooler who has a crush liking to tease and and pick on the person. Because I, I, I also think that David knows I, I think he can read the room. He just likes to keep going. Yeah, he's he is what we would now call a provocateur. Yeah. He likes to just get a needle. By the way, I do want to mention if you during this conversation heard something in the background. It was Siri on my phone then chiming in. Siri wants in is what I'm saying. And Siri, I'd say talk to Kiki, but I don't know if he can trust our intern right now with funds. But this guy's talk with us. If you want to advertise, you don't, you know, you can come on in whenever you want. Just we'll, we'll work out a contract. They'll be great. But yeah, it is very much of that manner that he knows what he's doing. He's it's not, and that's a very good point you make that it's not him being oblivious. It's him yeah. being childish. Like I always, I, we keep fun. saying, or I keep saying that David doesn't read the room, but that's more like he he does this thing he's not supposed to, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does, and I think I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. This episode is an adult David episode. Yeah, I'm not saying he's making the best decisions. In fact, he isn't, but they're decisions based on adult behavior. Yeah, this episode de-Davided him more than Maddie did last yeah. week. <laughs> Very well put. Yeah, that's exactly right. Other thing this episode brings up is a phrase that has to be the most 80s version of what we can get on 80s TV. And it does tie into Dave because Dave's going to relive a romance. Mm -hmm. And it does appear that David gets to fully live that romance because at one point 
he is not thinking clearly. And Manny says the line, you are thinking with your underwear. Okay. Stop thinking with your underwear is actually the line. And I actually had to pause and go back and make sure that I had heard slash read that correctly. And I was like, wow, that was, I want us to incorporate that line whenever possible in our podcast, because <laughs> that's just wonderful. That is just the biggest, <laughs> like you are thinking with your underwear, not to each other and not to our sponsor. I have no idea how we're going to, because we thought we were going to go with our whole, what was the boat one that we had a couple of weeks ago that we thought, oh, we're using I was that. just trying Screw to think boat. of it. Screw the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Screw the boat. And that's a hard one to kind of incorporate. I think this is going to be even harder. But it was a curious statement. But this show is about that. Yeah. David is not thinking clearly in this episode because the client, who in a very film noir way, shows up. She knows that David's here, right? She knew from the beginning. Even, though, her excuse, even though she said, I, did, I thought you worked for City of Angels City detectives of Angels. or whatever. It was weird. The detective agency based on Meg Ryan and Nicholas Kate. No. Uh, <laughs> don't watch that movie. Watch Wings of Desire so much better. Anyway. No goo goo dolls in yeah. that one, though. So <laughs> that you is gotta, true. You got to weigh you your got, options. You, don't let them just talk you, you, you into it because you're not getting goo goo dolls if you go to the other one. I'm just saying if you watch a movie to hear Iris, yes, my suggestion <laughs> is not the way to go. However, if you like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and also Columbo, mine is the way to go. Okay. So, Balance that I mean, yeah, out, people. Yeah. The pluses and minuses all around. Uh, Dana Delaney's character, Jillian, who you brought up in our conversation, you're saying on one site it is spelled with a J, but the captioning had pure G all around. Yeah, so the, the closed captioning was G, Jillian, and IMDb has it as J, Jillian. But that's interesting, because I think that's kind of a 90s way you'd spell Jillian. Maybe because yeah. I'm thinking there was an actress who no, I think you're Jillian... Right. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm now I'm forgetting name and I apologize. They were a series of uh, servers, like almost like at a high raise kind of cocktail bar. She was big for a little while. Blonde hair kind of bangs the thing. Uh, Kiki, if you if you can stop for a moment from siphoning our funds and look that up, that'd be wonderful. Uh, making it. No, making it was that bad. David uh, Naughton. There was a sitcom based on a Saturday Night Fever called Making It. OK. It was not Sinai Fever, whole different characters, but they always went to the club. The show lasted three years because it was a disco-based thing that came out in 1980. But David Naughton of American Werewolf in London and uh, I'm a Pepper, you're a Pepper fame, had a number one hit with the theme song. There you go, people. Yeah, no Google <laughs> Dolls in that one either. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no Google Dolls in a 1980s disco sitcom, and they were all the lesser for it. <laughs> so I, should we so, quiz ourselves? Can you name a second Google Doll song? You probably oh, yeah. can. I can't yeah. at this point. Black so, Balloon. I would not have been able to do that. Well done, you. Slide. Uh, I do remember that, but I wouldn't have done that. Oh my God! But, there's you probably know, this there's, was there's the at time, least they had at least five or six hits. Yeah. But this was the time it was actually hard to concentrate because you either had Iris, you either had Hanson and Bob, or basically you were just dealing with smooth. Every three minutes. Oh, smooth true, was yeah. played soft and smooth was interrupted with smooth. It just, you actually had to leave the earth from a great distance because sound travels to not hear smooth in 1988-99. So what we're saying is Dana Delaney shows up. I went to, as a client. I went to a concert. <laughs> sorry, glad sorry Dana this. Delaney. Not yet. I went to a concert. Your time will come. You had four years of China Beach, and you were nominated and perhaps even won Emmys. You're fine. You're good. I went to a concert in the late 90s that the headliner was Bush, the middle act was Goo Goo Dolls, and then the opening act was No Doubt. 
Wow. And so I, all I remember of Goo Goo Dolls, I have two concert memories of Goo Goo Dolls because I've actually seen them twice because they were part of, I went to see Bush. Like that's what we went to see because they were really like big at the time. I yeah. Like glycerin, just, right? Was that their big thing? Yeah, yeah. Glycerin. It was glycerin. Yeah. And they were, and Goo Goo Dolls just happened to be part of that ticket. And so another time, I forget who Goo Goo Dolls opened for the second time I saw them, but whatever. So my two memories of Goo Goo Dolls. The first one is the Bush concert where Goo Goo Dolls were playing and everyone in that concert was there for Bush. We all wanted to see Gavin Rossdale. That's it. But uh, the Goo Goo Dolls guy was performing. And at one point he go he yells out into the crowd, I effing love you guys. And then everybody booed him. <laughs> the whole crowd oh. just booed him. <laughs> oh, then, that's harsh. Oh, awful. And then the second time Kevin, was, Kevin, were you part of the booing process? Probably. I was young. I didn't know people's yeah, feelings mattered yet. <laughs> I hadn't become oh, you got to hit your 40s before you realize large. other people. You got to hit your 40s before yeah, yeah. solipsism starts to fade away and everything. Yeah, I was probably know. like 18 or 19. I wasn't thinking yet. I wanted to see Bush. Were you thinking with your underwear that I was thinking with my underwear? There you go. Because I wanted to see Gavin Rossdale. Um, (laughs) And then the second time was I think they opened for John Mayer. That's my guess. Um, Were you there for John Mayer or were you there for Google Dolls? I was there for John Mayer. Because you said they were opening. So yeah, John Mayer would be there. When Black Balloon started, uh, like a thousand Black Balloons fell from the ceiling. And nobody, that is the weirdest problem and ever. Again, no one cared. <laughs> uh-huh. They just fell. And it's, it almost just like everybody just stood still as balloons bounced off them. Like nobody hit them. They just kind of just like it was like a, it was like they dropped it in a room full of mannequins. Like no one reacted. They probably thought it was the greatest thing they could have come up with. And nothing happened. Uh, you know, I can see this happening to like maybe three doors down, but I thought Google had a little more. Um, I think a lot uh-huh. of people like, and I like those songs, but they get like they get nothing at their concerts. The two concerts wow. I went to I, that they were at, the people were not there for Google Dolls. I feel like should we, should we give Google Dolls a free ad in this? I mean, I feel I like told I told you you got to watch. I'm the sure movie. they're doing fine. Watch the movie that has Google Dolls in it. You did. The one that you, does you it. did. Yeah. And I'm going to say watch it as well. Not for the movie, because because I told once I you told watch two City of, of Angels, the saddest Goo Goo Doll stories. <laughs> yes. So now watch City of Angels for I. There's also a music video. I guess that's the other way to do. It. You know what? Watch the music video, then watch Wings of Desire. City of Angels, in case there you go. Know, yeah. Is remake of Wings of Desire. So the, and this detective agency was once called. City of Angels. In fact, we know that in the pilot. We hear that in the pilot. I have no idea why I've got a series of beeps and things coming on. So when this is later all put together in a way, my room is alive, people. (laughs) And I don't know, including the snoring of our intern, who is not looking up the thing I even forgot her, forgot we asked her to look up. Was it Google Dolls related? No, the show that had a Jillian. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I went, because of a triple bill, I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket, mm-hmm. Gin Blossoms, and Bare Naked Ladies. Now, that was 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And I will say the highlight of that, because initially I'd gone for Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. But Gin Blossoms, they were fantastic. 
Yeah. One, you're reminded how many hits they had, and two, exactly the same. I don't say you, a band has to sound exactly the same, but I want them to sound exactly the same when I see them 30 years past their prime. Oh, yeah. Damn it, they owe me that. Yeah, they owe me you, anything. I'm sure oh. I'm proud of you for making music continually during that time, but we all stopped <laughs> at a certain point, and we're going to need a lot and of that stuff. You- we're going to do a lot of stuff that happened before. You could squeeze in a couple of your new ones because I know you need for yourself to have some kind of variety. And, and I'm sure new. You, you're bored out of your yeah. mind playing the hits. Yeah, but, but you're going to need to play the hits. No. Yeah. No, I mean, again, this is going to sound like the most Gen X white guy thing possible. So I was at a Violent Femmes concert. Uh-huh. <laughs> what an idea. You know, you can actually guess the years I went to college now with the way this is working. You know, if you want to still have you said Echo in the Bunnymen yet? on this show i never went to an echo in the Bunnyman concert i have their pin on my opus doll so back to gen x there we go no, I, I didn't know if you said them already on this episode i didn't know if we said them before no no but that, that's, yeah. that's actually lips like sugar okay people we're back in but that's actually a good reference but yeah i mean i saw just gonna keep going pet shop boys they sounded exactly the same new mm-hmm. order the voice was a little reedy the band was fantastic but yeah violent femmes went there 80%, and I'm talking the front 80, new material. And it that's, took effort. I mean, you got to meet a, a lot, little yeah. way. I mean, you you know, you, you I just, at some point, 20, 30 minutes in, you want to, to have heard, why can't I get? You know, you just, yeah. just want to hear that refrain. You want to go in. You got to meet people halfway. You do. Yeah. The City of Angels. It was the, <laughs> <laughs> it was the detective agency. And when Jillian comes in, first she's talking with, Maddie. Mm-hmm. And Maddie tried to do her best. She already has taken off the, oh, the shot when David won't shut up about how bad she looks. They do an almost graduate shot. The graduate yeah, they did that. Shot. Yeah, yeah. But it's her it pantyhose down. Yeah, yeah. It's her pantyhose down through the legs of David. And again, you know it's pantyhose. It is not underwear, but this is this is their stop thinking with your underwear kind of 80s push as much as they can this, kind of deal. That sh- she kept that awful, gross, wet pantyhose on just so they could get that graduate shot yeah because otherwise because anyone bathroom, else would have taken them off a long time ago yeah i know i would have ripped them off yeah. just in the bathroom you go and they just rip <laughs> them off i mean first of all they're running second of all yeah. they're just they're muddy yeah but civil shepherds always proving a trooper yeah put on the thing but while they're having the conversation that's when david comes in and david has serious look which you don't get all that often and they look and they say each other's name. And here's the thing. And this happens in a lot of shows. This is not a knock on this. When two people go, David, Jillian, and the third character goes, you know each other? It's like, no, these were wild ass guests. <laughs> we nailed it. We First n- try. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like scoring the word, your guess word for Wordle. And it happens to be that word of the day. Just, mm-hmm. you just feel proud. But yeah, it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, but, um, Clearly, there's a pass, as will often happen to film noir. The character comes in, they have a pass. Not every film noir, usually, but they come in trouble. They come in with a story. And if you know you film noir, the story they're telling you is not the story you're actually you're you're actually going to be solving. It isn't. It's not what it is at all. But when she leaves, David says the line, you want to hear something terrible. He's trying to stop. Eventually, what he's going to say is, I forgot her name until you said it, which was a lie. So you want to hear something terrible? And I like Maddie's line. Are you going to sing again? Yeah. And I thought that was good. I, I yeah. like that they give the give and take. It's mm-hmm. a good reminder. When they do the give and take, it's a it's I like that a lot. 
So David, two things I noticed about David in this episode that okay. I find interesting. One is he wears a pinky ring. That I did not know. When he knocks on the door to Jillian's hotel room, there's That's a pinky right. ring. That's right. That's a little uh, like Yeah. <laughs> that is. I mean, I thought that was interesting. Like we know, we we clearly know our mobs since that's we're a, on the run from them. We absolutely do. We've yeah. seen plenty of pinky rings. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that's not the last thing we see. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like that's something a, a little kid would think they need to dress up. That in is the true, 80s, at least in the 80s, because, because I think my David, dad had a pinky ring. Yeah, because David is such a kid that we, and I think we mentioned, we think his version of Joseph will be the tie, the bow tie, the escot, the belt, <laughs> yeah, everything, yeah. the suspenders, the suit <laughs> on top of the suit. Yeah. And then besides the pinky ring, in his office, he has at least nine awards on one of the tables. What did he win awards for? Because <laughs> awards that you keep at your office are awards for work, right? So. It, he ran a terrible private investigation business for most of the time. And now I guess, let's say eight months now, they've been running a, a failing, not making money business. Right. But, but he has- They're trying to actually run a business. Yeah, they're now, trying as proposed, it now. As before, yeah. his purpose was to lose money. Yeah, but he has at least eight awards for detectiving. Is there a dinner? Is there a dinner like Little League where everybody gets to well, come? Everyone gets an award. Everybody gets we're not one. knocking. Oh, I can't believe. Because the people nowadays like, oh, everyone gets an award. It's like, listen, I grew up in the 70s, 80s. They gave us an award yeah, for being the one. nice team. Yep. Everyone showed. You got Big ZD, you got yeah. Sherbert, and then you got your award. Yep. You didn't get the big one, but you got a little one that said your parents paid for you to get yeah, into this. That's been going baseball. on for decades. Yeah. So let's be honest, people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yes. So they give them away to Eddie Detective. As long as you show up to the dinner. <laughs> That's true, because you wouldn't put up your little league. What you would maybe put up is your bowling trophy if your business won some sort of corporate bowling event, or if you won some sort of community service award for giving that, which I don't see this agency doing as well, because one, it doesn't seem in David's personality, not that he isn't the giver, but thing, and also the other Think people of- don't do shit. Three Think times I said work. that word. I'm going to have to pay uh, some things. I apologize. I will cap that off at three. But go ahead. Think of the work that all those people could do if they put them out, like volunteering in the, like doing community they service. They could transform the entire city. Yeah, they could fix it. The All of Los Angeles would be smog free. They could plant, they, if those guys just planted a tree a day. They got 40 people in that office to plant one tree every day. <laughs> they wouldn't have to do the medfly spraying, or I think that's what it was, spraying that they used to do, because they would have captured all of them. And I don't know, I'm going to like to think that they release them into a place where they're safe sure. habitat. Yeah. I don't know how that works. You're absolutely right. It's Here's the thing. If I worked at that office and had mm-hmm. the level of responsibility those employees do, and I didn't have something else like writing or something creative, as much as everyone likes to get a paycheck, I would lose my freaking mind, which yeah, they have was, brought up, which they I, have brought up. I was thinking about when uh, David spends a lot of time with this Jillian person this episode. Yeah. And there's a scene between Agnes and Maddie where David didn't come to work that day because he was consoling Jillian after the husband died and all that. He didn't, and, he didn't do the phone call promise. Yeah, he didn't come in that. and... Yeah. and and so Agnes comes into Maddie's office to say, hey, maybe we should go. Because I think Agnes stays 
she locks up, I guess. Agnes is one of those employees that you do the classic, you try to show up before your boss and you leave after your boss. That's that's how you get promoted. I don't know where Agnes is going to get promoted (laughs) in this company. That's what you do. But yeah, so she's she's hinting that it's late and they don't have computers to search the Internet like and lose themselves. What is she? She has like three manila folders in front of her filled with I don't know what because they only have this case. And she's just and she's just staring at it until six thirty, from nine o'clock. <laughs> Maybe what she does. You remember how like fast food places or even cereal things they give you each a piece and you're supposed to put a puzzle if you put it together or if you collected all the properties from McDonald's and I mean from Monopoly. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're just envelopes of that. And basically, when it gets wrong, she puts them out and sees what's missing and what she pieces. Does she need to get another McFlurry if that was even sold at that time? And she's just, just put it together. She's just doing McDonald's Monopoly on, the, on her exactly. table. Exactly. And then, and then like, Agnes comes in and she quickly puts it in Manila folders that you know, say every not, is, not Monopoly on them. Not, exactly. <laughs> every so she's just looking at the Mediterranean going, if I just get this, I'll get free fries. Why can't I even get Baltic? Why not? I played a lot of Monopoly. I remember, remember the, all the theory... Because the ones you can't get are like boardwalk. Like everybody had the park place sticker. And if you just got boardwalk, you got a million dollars. And there was that theory that went around when I was a kid in school and Monopoly was at McDonald's that someone in California, everybody in California gets boardwalk. And everybody, they all want park place. Oh, that they regional split. It it was like a regional sticker. Yeah. And if anybody just, we would always say, why wouldn't you just go get it? Because it's a million dollars. It can't cost that much to go to California. But we were we were 10 or 11 years old, so we couldn't do it. It's not like we could make things happen. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. I mean, David at least has a company car, so he can make things yeah. happen as a 10-year-old and a 30-year-old body. Remember, because I know we both watched this. Was it McMillions, that documentary? Yeah. About how the mob kind of manipulated the whole mm-hmm. thing? Mob, great people. Oh, yeah, just wonderful just great people. people. Just, I just want just... to say that on record. <laughs> great people. As people who are yeah, not on good terms with them currently, given the mob protect. It's sort of like that Simpsons episode when they throw the cops money, you didn't see nothing. It's like, I don't know why people are bad-mathing the mob. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I didn't notice about David, and it happens at the very end when he uh, leaves Maddie a note that will not last that long, is that's mm-hmm. when I realized David's left-handed. Yeah. yeah, and he has cool the handwriting. Sinister handwriting. Yeah, if that was indeed his hand writing it, yeah, yeah. I like that handwriting. Yeah, it was that cool was handwriting. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and we didn't see because we didn't see the pinky ring. But yeah, he, the, you you are right. Which again, one if you're in the mob, it's just, it looks great on you people. It's just, I like it now. <laughs> yeah, all, we are podcasters. Really, really, really keeping you young. <laughs> We are a podcast that is sucking up to maybe what is a questionable sponsor. We are now sucking up to the mob, and we are apologizing profusely to Google Dolls. We have put ourselves in a very unique... I I don't know what the Venn diagram of those three things are, but apparently it's us. But yeah, when David does go to the hotel, which is huge and very 80s in the sort of thing, we find out that she left him. I mean, she just ghosted him. Didn't leave a note. He is sincerely hurt legitimately so mm-hmm. one can't knock him here very quiet like a little boy very like yes yeah, very solid yeah, yeah like we discussed last week when he decided to be serious his version of being serious is always hmm. yeah and he says well a lot really quiet wells well okay. i guess i mean 
<laughs> I feel bad because there's a good chance I do that now when I'm serious or just hurt. Okay. I absolutely do that. I pick on um, David so much because I am very much like yeah. David. <laughs> I am projecting. We, I, and again, we, <laughs> see, we tie like an episode because last week, we're also telling you, check out back catalog. You'll love it. It's wonderful. We can only knock him so much because we know the mirror we're looking at yeah. when we watch David. We just don't break into Motown as much as we do. I drive, I drive my wife crazy. The few times that we have uh, problems with each other, because we really don't fight. Right. The few times that stuff happens, I shut down like a little, little baby. And she just says, what's wrong? And I just don't talk. And I'm in my brain going, just say something, because the longer you stay quiet, the more mad she's going right. to get. And I can't. It just does, nothing comes out. And I know it, and I can't change it. It drives me nuts. It drives I, her nuts, which is probably why we don't fight. <laughs> well, I have been like David. I've been in relationships. I wasn't ghosted, luckily, but um, I've done the exact same thing. And you always think, okay, if I agree or just go fine, that's good. And you're also thinking at the same time, that is horrible. <laughs> you actually need a conversation. It's sort of the thing when you hear like, oh, we never fight. It's like, that's not good. Mm. And I think we even brought this up once before. Again, check out back catalog. You will learn a lot about relationships with our cat. <laughs> this is we're gonna slowly transition into a podcast of mob, Google dolls, and relationship advice. <laughs> it's perfect. And somehow we're gonna keep the same sponsor <laughs> because they're gonna see the same audience. So cat go along with us because the sponsor believes it's and, the same. And if audience. you don't wanna listen to that podcast and just wanna read something, it'll be mostly the content of our next book, It Sucks to Be Two. It sucks to be too. I coming nice. soon. Coming soon. Coming eventually. We got we got a lot of things in the pipeline. We got a yeah. lot of irons in the fire. We uh we're sorry, Google Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Opening chapter. Dear Johnny Resnick. Wow, well done, you. But yeah, so we find out when he's there that Jillian was married to a Harlan Armstrong, which is that's a name you only hear the clacking of a keyboard. Because that's a written name. That is a character name. Harlan Armstrong of Armstrong Pharmaceuticals. He's a CEO. He's got money. She said she was up front with him, with David, always wanted the finer things, always wanted the good life, and she was not going to have that with him. Which is true, but that's a conversation you have then, not three years later after you just picked up and left and he comes home with groceries for two, as he said. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's he probably still made the same amount of food and angrily ate it. <laughs> and you know she's like oh my tummy hurts my mommy's not here to take <laughs> care of it <laughs> because she says i was not going to have that life with you and granted that is a fair call yeah because you're looking at someone she has married a pharmaceutical ceo who always used to go to a bank teller window I don't I know I know there was an online banking ring. I still don't think pharmaceutical CEOs did their own bank that they actually went to the no. window unless they we don't even went, do our own banking. Yeah. I mean we're clearly the CEO of our thing, but we don't even do our own finances. That's why our cat is robbing us blind. Blonde blonde blind. You know who is blonde? Jillian, whatever her name was from the show. So look I that keep up, trying Kiki. I keep trying to slyly look it up and I can't find it at all. I'm getting nowhere. Working it, checking in, ch- working no, checking in was the Marlo Gibbs offshoot from the Jeff. So that I remember. I don't know okay. why. 
But this um, Larry Linville, he was kind of the up, the uptight one from MASH, and he was the boss. And why? No idea. You know who was in the Jeffersons? The mob guy from last week's episode. That's he was true. We did say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's right, because this guy is a pharmaceutical thing. And David, I think, on a good, you know, she's right. It's just never going to happen there. All we know is he's got change in his pocket. That's it. He's got nothing else. Wasn't it? Now I've got that song. I got change in my pocket. That Georgia satellites. Kiki. Oh, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> he, but oh, yeah, because he, yeah, he's just he just has change in his pocket and he sleeps in an alley or or a pen because Maddie says to him at the beginning, you sleep in a pen. And he's like, maybe the lights are always off. I don't know. Yeah, let, let's be honest, David. David is someone that, you know, has eaten out of a Dinty Moore can at least three times in the last week. Oh, yeah. You know. It 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 is it is diehard tank top undershirt. <laughs> exactly. Canada Dinty Moore. Canada Dinty Moore. The words Vienna sausage. He has actually said, "Do you have?" and followed it with Vienna sausage, and has had to have someone in a bodega in New York or something go, "In the back, do you want to even check the date?" <laughs> so no, it was never going to happen. Yeah. David makes the whole. I bet he's this, no person I know money. She says, yeah, you're right, which should have been, there's a lot of work. If you, David as a detective does not do a lot of detective work here. And David as a detective apparently does not watch enough film noir because all this is a, <laughs> just neon, film noir, always the neon sign, just neon going femme fatale, she's going to use you. Watch Double Indemnity, watch Body Heat, watch something. These are the classics, just, but He's about to leave, and she goes out to the patio to more or less sigh. Yeah, like a soap opera. She yeah. needs to go out there so that David could follow her and be in the back of the shot. Be in the back <laughs> of the shot. She can say how she got the right things but the wrong man, which is what mm -hmm. she says. How she is now divorced or separated. She's miserable. That's why she's there. That the husband was first tried to woo her back with money, second then followed her, and three is now threatening. So the husband, Harlan, is painted as a menacing sort. A real glower puss. A real glower puss, which is also <laughs> what kind of happens at the beginning of Maltese Falcon, and it kind of happens at the beginning of Double Indemnity, and probably uh, Postman Always Rings Twice, which I haven't seen. Certainly Body Heat. These... People don't watch enough films. They're just watching City of Angels. <laughs> but then, conveniently, she leans on a balcony, which is several floors up. And the balcony gives way. And the chutzpah, because, okay, we're, we're she, saying this up front. She, she is using David. This is all lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lies and yeah. We're just being it up turns front. out that she, she's behind it all. She's, she's behind setting it, it up be, so that yeah. she can get away with getting all the money out of her. The husband. locket was yeah. stolen. She yeah. wondered if the hotel, this is how the whole, we didn't even, it was the whole thing. She came in saying her favorite locket was stolen. She thinks the hotel may be stealing from them. Could you look into that? That she says only so she could go there to meet David. And she mm -hmm. knows David's going to come back and then she's going to say, no, the real reason is the husband. And that Maltese Falcon, she comes in, the story is she's looking for a sister. She's not looking for a sister, she's looking for the Maltese Falcon. She's looking for a partner who might have taken away with the Maltese Falcon, and there are other people looking at it. This is the Maltese Falcon. You come in with the one story to get the interest, but it's the other story, and that's not the real story because it's the third story. Jillian is about the third story, and the mm -hmm. third story is using David. But yeah, 
she bet way too much on this belt. Yeah, because it, it gives, and she full-on matrixes, like yeah. Neo away from the bullets, all the way backward, <laughs> like a like she turned into a table, and her and she bent at the knees and was straight backwards. But yeah, she was going to die, and she had to depend on David, and she could probably depend on David doing something, and that's fine. But what you can't depend on is actually able to stop it. Because in real life, you're both plummeting. Oh, yeah. There's no way. The physics no way. don't work yeah. <laughs> to pull her back. Somehow that works. And David, having bought the story, and asks Maddie to talk to Harlan. And he says, you know, Harlan may not be a good day or anything like that. At no point, and this happens throughout, until much later, at no point does he go, oh, she almost plummeted to her death from the balcony. The husband's threatening and there's almost plumbing that doesn't say any of that. That you'd think that would be brought up more, but no. So many things happen. There's the balcony, then there's the overdose that is trying to paint as not being an overdose, but maybe the drugs have been tampered with because Jillian later is in the hospital. So she overdoses on pills. She actually purposely overdoses so she can do she bets a lot on not dying. Her plan yeah. is really betting on on luck. And the god going, you know what? Let it ride. Keep it going. <laughs> I, I would not do that. I cannot I, I don't think I've got that level of luck. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean she's using just like any everything thing in this movie or the in these kinds of shows or movies that she knows that David still has feelings for her and he's gonna be slightly blinded yeah. by that and not see all the things that she's doing. So if you were dating someone. Yeah. And they just up and disappeared. You came home. Their stuff is gone. No note. You don't hear them from three years. They come back, obviously, because you didn't have closure, a lot of unresolved feelings. And that's understandable. That is all understandable. Even if you're really, really, really thinking with your underwear. Mm -hmm. Would you? Would you think this was the relationship to maybe rekindle? <laughs> would you? Someone who has said, I am in it for the money. I was never going to be happy with you. I left you. I didn't say anything. And I need you. What is yeah. the Bojack? Was it the Bojack Horseman like? It's like uh, when you wear rose colored glasses, all the red flags look like flags. Okay. Look just yeah, like yeah. flags. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically the, the whole thing is that she's setting this all up so that she could meet David at this rendezvous point rendezvous point yeah. they very awkwardly kiss each other it was like the weirdest kiss i've ever it was seen so strange i mean <laughs> i i would have kissed better in, in middle school than that, that yeah this been. was like oh god it's happening what do i do kiss <laughs> like, it was like david's first well, real kiss exactly <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh god oh you god. know do, is she pregnant now do i have to propose What's the next step? <laughs> Where do I put my hand? It's it's all to do it in front of the husband who is supposedly watching from supposedly the watching from the distance. And then she says she's going to confront the husband, tells David to stay where he is. She's going to be fine, even though David says I should go with you. Even though she said the husband has threatened her, yeah, and called yeah. her and, and she has said twice scenarios yeah. where it looks like the husband tried to kill her balcony yeah. and drugs 
But David lets her go. And from a distance, he hears them struggle. And then a gun goes off. And then the husband is dead in the thing. And and David and, was an ear witness. So David and, and Jillian go to the police. Like the police come. Right. They have to be questioned about what happened. David, being an award-winning private investigator gets to just say what happens and it's all a pretty clear cut That's, i guess <laughs> that is amazing because it's like it's pretty much resolved on our end it's just a formality we're pretty much good and if you ever want to walk in in a story and you coming from the perspective of white woman's going to get it off easy or white, this story was going to convince you that is that yes because it was sort of like well yeah but she's pretty it's good <laughs> How could she do this? It was sort of like the old Batman episode where Catwoman, he was like, yes, but you've been led astray by a man. It's like, how could she? You know, it was always that little path. Like, how could she do this? She's pretty. It's good. And that's that was the worst detective. David is a far better detective than the police. He was just a police detective. He he wanted to be home by four. Yeah. He he... wanted to break into his own candidate more. He wanted out of that office. This detective goes to Maddie after the point because he's finishing up the paperwork. They just got to put a button on this murder. And real it's fast. Friday. He just <laughs> wants this wrapped up. He just wants to talk yeah. to Dave and it said, listen, you know how bosses are. They like their paperwork. And <laughs> I got to get to the theater because there's a movie called Winds of Desire that's playing. No, I'm kidding. But it is around the same. It's a little early for Winds of Desire. But so, still, yeah. So he goes to to see if David's around and stops in Maddie's office. Because uh, he has to clear something up, something that's, you know, just a technicality. <laughs> you know what? A technicality should not be the coroner's report. <laughs> so, the coroner's report is not a technicality. That is a problem. So so basically what happened is there were two bullets in the body. And David's report or David's uh, testimony was that there was one gunshot. He just wants to stop by and have David just quickly say, hey, it was two probably. I probably heard two so he could wrap this up. It's probably nothing. <laughs> His spidey senses are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, But no one is doing good work here. And, but the logic, we've kind of felt like this, that this is a mystery show in a sense of whatever it is, a mystery show written by comedy writers, then comedy written by mystery writers. So the mystery is, always, and that is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because when we're at the hospital and they're there and and um, Jillian has overdosed as part of her plan, a lot of, it's a plan that would kill everybody else. Mm-hmm. And David says um, that Jillian said she had only taken two pills, so they must have been poisoned. I'm going, when did she say that? You got there. She was. They were putting her in a stretcher. She has passed out. They pumped her up. At what point did you have? So that narratively, I'm like, when did she, did she kind of suddenly get up, say, I only had two, and drop back? It's like that scene from the new season of True Detective when the car, basically the torso goes, says something mysterious, and then drops. It's like, I don't. And again, at no point does he say, oh, by the way, there was the balcony incident. Yeah, and and getting to the hospital thing too, where she OD'd almost. Yeah, they, she was out. It was like an outpatient OD. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like they were hanging out. She's still sad, so I'm gonna keep hanging out with her now that she's out of the hospital. It was just later. It was just later. They did. There was no psych hold. There was no. no... 
That's true. There, there was no, let, took, okay, like, let's monitor, she, let's do the 72 hour watch. Yeah, because just it, watch her. This could very much, because their first thought would be this is a purposeful overdose. That, and two pills, which by the way, I'm glad there was a coroner report for the body. It's like, we're going to find out that wasn't two pills. Eventually, you find, and that's an easy find. That's something they probably know by that point. Yeah, it's like the, the detective let them go on their own recognizance. I and, love and so that. Did, and so did the hospital. The hospital, everyone gets to leave. <laughs> Look, I just want to go. Okay, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'll have the doctor sign you out. <laughs> I mean, the, the detective was equivalent. Listen, as long as you wash that knife, I'm sure all the blood will come out. You're fine. You don't, you know, the, we already know what fingerprints look like. Go take it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But... <laughs> Maddie goes because David asked Maddie to go talk to the husband, Harlan. And we get the husband, and eventually you assume that Harlan's lying. Thing. And Maddie does the, no, that's a sweet man who really loves his wife and everything. And turns out, yeah. He was a sweet what man. And you, you knew he was sweet because he knew what the locket was. Yeah. Like a person who doesn't care about somebody else, and they said she's missing a locket. You wouldn't be like, oh, the grandmother's one. She cares about that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, he act so maybe this is why CEO did his own banking, because he actually was genuinely interested in her and generally did this. But there's also that thought that you play, because Maddie, we've discussed this, whenever she meets someone, it's like they're the best person ever. They couldn't have done it. And she's yeah. done this with assassins. Oh, yeah. I mean, assassins with decades of assassinating under their belt. <laughs> And so tons you of trophies, just so many assassin so trophies. many assassin trophies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, you know, we're fine. All we need to do is just wrap this up. It's all good. At that point, David has gone to the funeral. Mm -hmm. They had this conversation where Maddie comes in and tells a story about how she didn't trust her girlfriend's boyfriend and the boyfriend did leave her and screwed her up. David is talking about how he's going to the funeral and he's not going to probably not going to be there. And he's probably going to leave with Jillian. And he's going to have this whole other life. They're not hearing each other. And at the end, it was like, did you say something? It was a neat way to actually have a lot of life activity and motion and conversation mm -hmm. that in other hands would have been talking point, talking point, talking point. Right. So it was neat. He, David is putting on a suit by himself. It took him He's a while a, on the tie. It took well, him a while on the tie, I but don't it takes know me how a while much, to, yeah, it, yeah. If you don't wear a suit and I have not one, but David does wear suits more He wears often, suits all maybe, the time. That's why it was weird that the But maybe tie this time he him. was trying to get the dimple right because it yeah, is maybe. a funeral. Yeah. So he's at a funeral and this is a very, when Maddie puts two and two together, because he keeps saying there were two shots but yeah, but David was probably that was it. Your partner was probably wrong in how many shots he heard. It's like that's not detective work, detective. <laughs> I don't know what leading the witness is when it comes to you just wanting to get this done. Like, you know what? If David could just lie, if you, if you could just sign six. David's name at the bottom of this paper for me, yeah. we can go. <laughs> I mean, as I'm sure your assistant up front, Agnes, will tell you, it's good to leave by six because that's when Agnes says, you know, we're yeah, leaving yeah. by six. Yeah. You want to go home. You, can you fake his signature is the yeah, equivalent yeah. of what this do. You're right. Yeah, it's yeah. like this, you know, it's, you want to get a drink? I mean, I know I'm still on the clock, but detective work is, you know. There's another line. Okay. That is a little odd. Because so when they meet up at the car and they have their rendezvous, and Jillian is smoking. At this point, I imagine the 80s, at no point did they ask, do you smoke? They just assumed as an actor, you smoke. Yeah. It wasn't like one of your special skills. Horseback riding, juggling, can kind of speak French, and oh yeah, can polish a, a pack of uh, Newports. I don't think that was the case. I think they just assumed. David goes there, 
Oh, at this point, this is when they had the music switch because the original song yeah. was This All Heart of Mine by the Isley Brothers, which is very David and very on point. They replaced it with a song that I actually am going to look at my notes because I'm like, what does this even mean? Oh, Turns slow things down. So slow down things a dial. down a dial. Slow things yeah. down a dial. Not turn down the dial. Slow things. Is, yeah. that, is that ever a phrase? Yeah. Have you ever uh, heard the phrase, let's slow things down a dial? No. Turn down the dial. Let's yeah. slow things down. Let's take things down a notch. Let's a notch, yeah. But this was the song that Hulu could afford for anything like that. <laughs> David shows up in the most 80s outfit possible. <laughs> Hulu's like, there's all these songs for eight cents. <laughs> exactly. Which, do you want to pick one of these? Or we could give the Isley Brothers a lot. Because we can't. So what we have found out with the Hulu broadcast of Moonlighting is any song the character sings, they they pony up the dough for. When it's a song in the background, it's anyone's guess. Yeah, sometimes they still do it. Sometimes they do it. But Isley Brothers, well, they're going to want their money. And I was trying to, the second time I watched this episode, I was trying to sing in my head. The Isley Brothers song so during the scene. No, I, yeah, I was trying to sing it during the scene, and part of me was like, I don't think it fits the scene anymore in my head. I'm all, I'm all for the dial song. <laughs> it, I agree with you because the problem with that song, while it's very on the nose for David and very on the nose for the scene, because it is this old heart, yeah. it is so upbeat and so yeah. energetic. The, the the music that they chose actually does work better. Yeah. Ridiculous song, at least from the title. Yeah. But Jillian has a line that I think when the screenwriter wrote it, might have been that line where they push back to, oh, okay, this deserves a cookie. I got it. I, and it's, I can't wait to hear it. I don't remember. Yeah. All my old vices have become verses. Oh, that is nice. But it isn't. <laughs> what the does that mean? It means nothing. No, it does. It's a line that means absolutely nothing except someone want to go, ooh, I turned vices into verses. I'm earning that cookie. You didn't earn that cookie, sir. Put that cookie back. Be- speaking of cookies, the now this this is I guess this is a fictional restaurant in our universe, but Subway has I've heard of it. I think it's yeah. I've heard rumors of Subway has put out a foot long cookie. <laughs> Isn't that just a chocolate chip loaf? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a foot long chocolate chip cookie. They also have a foot long churro, which I think is just a churro. That's just a churro. Unless it's a foot wide and a foot long, then that's just a that's a sheet cake. And then they have a foot long Auntie Anne's pretzel. Cause I guess they they worked with Auntie Anne's on it. The scientists of both Subway and NCNs <laughs> got together and said, how can we turn this pretzel into a footlong pretzel? I'm assuming that's the more of the straight version of a pretzel, like a pretzel stick, as opposed yeah, to just, a footlong, big on. It's just somebody what? from Subway smacking the hand of the of the NCNs people so they can't make a, a, a pretzel. It's like, stop folding it. Just leave it. So I want to say that Dana Delaney is a good crier. Very, she's yeah, quick. she can put a tear down right like in a that. second. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she uh, she needs to in this sociopath role that she's playing yeah. because it is sociopath. Yeah, it is. And and then we get 
which we haven't had in a while, a nice car chase. We, we do. haven't had a good chase scene in a while. And it's so this setup for the car chase is the funeral. <laughs> sure. No, no, because there's something actually important about this funeral. Yeah. yeah. So David's attending the funeral. This is the funeral for the husband. By the way, this is the funeral for the husband that supposedly has loosened a balcony that supposedly has poisoned the pills because he got her the sleeping pills because he thought he needed it, that supposedly has been threatening her, that supposedly tried to shoot her. Yeah. And it's a funeral where she is there as the grieving widow. And people are coming up to her and saying, I'm really sorry for your loss. And if you were the per would the person who shot her husband, supposedly in the act of self-defense, be there and accepting people's condolences? Thank you for coming. Oh, by the way, have you met David Addison, the witness to my assault? <laughs> it's a very weird thing. Meanwhile, you got to know every single person at that funeral is muttering, you know, she faked this and killed him for the business fortune, because this is a lot of money we're talking about, right? That was a soci it wasn't that she was being sociopathic and acting as the poor widow who needed grieving. That clock, that track, that she didn't screw the boat on that. I really tried to work that phrase in there. Um, but it's the other people who must know what happened to a certain degree. They're going, I'm really sorry for your loss. I'm really sorry for the husband who tried to kill you, who's no longer here for you. But Maddie does show up. And the first thing she tells David is you're an idiot, which is a which is a good icebreaker at any funeral, by the way. Also, in that regard, if it's the husband who tried to kill you, is the line, excuse me, I have a husband to bury. Does that really get you sympathy? I'm all <laughs> in on the funeral here. Yeah, yeah. Because I have so many questions about this yeah. funeral. But Maddie brings up the case that no, they're saying there were two bullets, which I'm glad finally, because I think you and I, when we first saw this, like, when are they gonna realize there are two bullet holes in this body? Yeah. Gets there, David says to her, no thing, and Jillian goes, no, David, you're mistaken. You must have heard two shots. And uh, David is professionally insulted. Uh, yeah. He doesn't take it well. Does she think her siren's hold on David is that strong? She's got to. <laughs> David, you misheard. You have to be full, and she does it well. I'm going to tell you, she plays the character well. You have to be full on psychopath. First of all, you got to be a full on psychopath that you think you're going to survive a balcony fall. I'm going back to that repeatedly that because just... you are betting it all. You are betting it all. You are betting it all on an overdose to actually, because you have to actually overdose. You don't fake an overdose for the hospital to show up, for the for the maid to come in and say, "Oh, there's a body on the floor." <laughs> you, she, the level. Yeah, she just she was like on a roll. Like she was letting yeah. it ride at the casino. She just kept getting away with it. And she was just saying, well, I got away with that. I probably get away with this next thing. I and mean, she's betting like in Casablanca with a woman saying my husband's going to lose the money. And then Rick actually has the guy roulette wheel twice, fix the roulette wheel. So but he says, let it ride. for that. And then after the second one, it's like, OK, you should take your money and go home. She should have taken her money and gone home yeah. at this point. The fact yeah. that she tried to oh, she. I don't know what her game is, but like most people in a TV show and a movie, when they're caught instead of arguing and saying, I guess she even says, I guess they make a run for it. Yep. She gets in a car, peels off and David and Maddie get into a hearse. Of course. And everyone else goes, oh, I guess this is the hearse. Family. I guess this leave. is the funeral. <laughs> and the whole procession the goes great. The whole great. And it's fantastic. It's great. And here's yeah. the question, though. 
Our funeral procession is usually from the funeral to the burial site. Mm-hmm. That's the funeral possession. There isn't a funeral possession afterwards. I don't know if they thought, well, we've gone from the funeral site to, to the to the burial. I guess now, I, I don't know. We're all going to Sonics for a frozy treat. But let's no, but they, were, because... they didn't go to the burial yet, right? This was just from. But they the... were at. But but no, because the body's in the hearse. But there's a lawn there. The body's in the hearse, but there's a lawn there. They're at a lawn, or are they still in front of the church? Maybe they're, they're still, still in front of the church. Of the church. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think they. Well, there goes my little annoyed theory. Okay, I take back everything I just <laughs> no, said. No, sorry, they it's were at the burial place. Legitimate... No, they were at the burial place. No, 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 no. no Kevin, I'm willing to admit. <laughs> no, cemetery admit all the way. The yeah, Kevin, it allows me to use our phrase "screw the boat." I screwed the boat here. <laughs> I did. I assume because I saw grass in the background, because there's never grass on the opposite side of a church, apparently, is my thought now. No, they're all uh, but yeah. desolate, because... barren wastelands, <laughs> where, where the only Tumbleweed refuge is inside the walls. Uh, so my bad. My bad. I, when, I can admit when I'm wrong. Then the chase. And if you're looking at captioning, you're looking at closed captioning. And as before, they said, Virginia G., Closed captioning has one of the best closed captionings here at this very moment. With the little musical notes, and between the musical notes is the phrase upbeat funeral march. And <laughs> yep. that was just yeah, yeah. because it is. Yeah, it they is took the funeral march and put funeral. it and sped up the pace of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was and it's great because it is. It's a series of cars with a hearse where Maddie is getting nauseous because Maddie suddenly realizes there's a hearse, the coffin's in there. There's a dead body. And do you body think in the body in there? Yeah. Occasionally, Maddie asks questions that they shouldn't, that even a four year old, the writer should not give Maddie to ask. Because I guess they, it's more like the audience are going, is there a body in this? Like, the audience is paying more attention to me. They know they just came yeah, from the church. This is, this is like her with the poker game where she's like, what's happening now? Yeah. yeah Sometimes she you, needs. Oh, is that called bluffing? Yeah. Oh, David, you're bluffing. Oh, that's nice that you're bluffing. And, it's fantastic because they they go through a drive-through, but even better, they go through a little league game. Right. I mean, that's yeah. dark. There's <laughs> something just so dark about just interrupting a little league game with a corpse, a hearse, a chase, I mean, and a psychopath. I mean, it, that's I think how the Bad News Bears originally ended. But it's they, just beautiful. The writers had that in their head, right? Like they said, "What if, what if the casket?" hit second base and David yells safe and then says to Jillian you're out out <laughs> they had that and then Good they had God. to reverse engineer an entire episode whole thing, I think all the way back to the scene. beginning all, all the way but they had to work into the beginning they had to flesh out the characters yeah it's like they, we got nothing they... for next week anybody have anything it's like I I mean, we still we still have, have a lot a of pies we can hitting throw. second base and David saying safe, and then saying you're out to somebody, right? Because that follows safe. And but I got nothing else. I I <laughs> like that idea because mine involved more cream pies. More cream pies. I thought we fired the, the cream mall. pie guy. How do you keep coming? Oh, you must be related. Somewhere. The writer's room is the um, same as the Blue Moon Detective Agency. There's just 50 people. Exactly. <laughs> 50 people, two writers. Only two of them actually write with a third who occasionally helps. Or yeah, gets, just yells or, cream. Or says pies. some sort of rhyming thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that whole funeral thing. I, I, I did screw the boat on that. But it makes the, and now I'm happy because I actually enjoyed the funeral scenes. I wanted to actually be legitimate and make sense. Yeah, and it does. It, it's great. It's a great ending. It, it has... It is, it is such a 
wildly different feeling than the entire rest of the episode. Which is actually fun. Yeah. Because in a way, it's shocking. And in a way, it's like, this this show actually had a budget sometimes. Yeah. I mean, they did a lot of sight. You know, they, they, would, they would shoot on sight. They would, you know, they this show went outside. Yeah. But as always, this show ends up back at the office. David comes in late at night, maybe because I guess he's going to go sleep in his office. Yeah, he's in a there. leather yeah. coat. So David's David's in cool mood, by the way. He and he has, has to use, he has on. to use Maddie's telescope. <laughs> he has to use Maddie's telescope and her bathroom because he's been going around and they won't allow him in the Barnes and Nobles or whatever the equivalent was. No, they locked they locked the one down the hallway at, at like <laughs> exactly. eight o'clock after a certain hour. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he writes the letter that. Um, Dear Maddie, you're right. Sometimes I am an idiot. And in very nice left-hand writing. But no, actually what he first does is he leaves the rose. Which I assume he stole from the funeral. Yeah. I assume David didn't buy a rose. He took it from the funeral. And then he leaves, and then he comes back in. And then he leaves the note, which is a very nice note, with the rose. Then he leaves, and then he comes back in. The note says, sorry for being an idiot. Right. Sorry for, yeah, sorry. Sometimes I am an idiot. Sometimes I am an idiot. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And then comes back in, crumples the note, takes the rose. Actually, in a really kind of slick move, shuts off the light with his foot. That was actually pretty cool. I got to say, that was, that was, that was, that was actually a cool. And David got this close to adulthood. So close. So so close. But he can't. But this was. He couldn't leave that note. He couldn't leave that note for the viewer because he couldn't leave. Yeah, you still you still have to have some old David. You can't un-David David because even Maddie would be upset that David had been un-David. Yeah. Really wish I had been more on top of that funeral thing. Really assume, but you're right. It doesn't make sense because she bothers him at the tr- This is going to kill me. This is gnawing at me. <laughs> I'm going to be chewing on this more than I would a foot-long cookie. See, that's when you try to force the line, people. But overall... I like this episode. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I, I I enjoyed this episode. Do we know what next week's episode is? Uh, I can make it happen. Thank you. It because is, Kiki is not. It is called Somewhere Under the Rainbow. An Irish girl who claims to be a leprechaun wants to hire the Blue Moon Detective Agency to protect her. From, I guess, somebody wants to steal her gold. I don't her know. Her Lucky Charms series. I feel like it's going to be back, that. It's... I imagine there's some sort of gold aspect. There's, I I am hoping they actually hire real Gaelic actors and not somebody who's going to be faking a really oh, over the top. Oh, it's going to be so Shekin. good. Oh, yeah. Wow. I can't wait. And it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be Darby O'Gillis and the Little People. We're just going to really just go all in on this. It's going to be fantastic. Um, a little early, a little early for uh, St. Patrick's Day on our end, but we are approaching uh, Valentine's Day, and with that. We do have a Valentine's Day treat, don't we? Coming up a week after Valentine's Day. But the J-Lo movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing the J-Lo musical experience movie. Yes. This is me now. This is me now. Did she have a previous album, This Is Me? Is that why she's calling This Is Me Now? I don't know. Probably. That's information we're going to have to know beforehand. That is true. And if you're listening, if you'd like to comment on our form, the anvil that we have yet to create, we talk about (laughs) repeatedly. But do check out Zini's, uh, Zini's Instagram. Yeah, it's. I think they're getting going. It's Their there. official handle is? You're always Zini's Restaurant. Is. Zini's Restaurant. There you go, people. 
All right, so um, turns out Jillian was actually and Jillian. Jillian was the last name. Kiki came back to us. Thank you. Finally, she hasn't come back to us about the money yet at all. <laughs> she's um, she's tight-lipped about the money. Yeah, it's a little. And she was on a sitcom called It's a Living. I remember it was a network sitcom that was actually one of those first ones that kind of shifted over to syndicated sitcom. And she was nominated for Emmy. There was a story about her, the Angelian story, uh, where she was nominated for an Emmy. She was uh, voice in Scooby Doo, not the main characters in C Lab 2020, which she we was, know more. She for. was Scooby Doo. She was Scooby Doo. She was Scooby Doo. <laughs> she was Shaggy. At one point, she was Fred. At one point, she was the monster. And, <laughs> and uh, she was also in C-Lab 2020, I think, because we're Adult Swim fans. We know more as 2021 when they shifted everything in a whole new group of people. But, yeah, so we're glad that because that was hanging over us, people. Yeah, that was hanging time. over us. And we didn't want to screw the boat on that. Yes, got that back. Nice. That was that fit well. Yeah. That one, I think that, that time one it worked. really worked. Yeah, that one really worked. And on do you want to do Kev? a uh, Planet Hollywood prop? I got nothing, but. We could I got nothing because I think you're right. I think it is going to be the dodge full of uh, eggplant. <laughs> they have so many dishes to choose from. I mean, it's just you could fill a dodge just one of each dish. You know, there's, I think they have a hundred eggplant dishes and, oh. and, and, and a penny option. Penny option. They should advertise but, that they have that many. That should be I on their so. things. Maybe it should be on there about us. Maybe on their Instagram at some yeah. point. We're giving advice, people. We're just throwing that out there. But that's hard because there aren't, I mean, the locket doesn't work because we see, only see a photo of the locket and the locket is forgotten because the locket is the MacGuffin. Uh, whatever part of that balcony that she loosened and almost died is the closest I can think of. Uh, what What's what's the, a pop here? The second bullet. Second bullet, the torn pantyhose, the muddy torn <laughs> pantyhose, which seems a little more fetish than we usually want to go with for this. <laughs> Um, the note that David crumpled and threw out with okay. his nice, very nice handwriting. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, David's the note. note to yeah, the David's David note. Yeah, crumpled, flattened out, so you yeah. see all the creases. It all looks really nice and everything. I, like that. I think that's it. And that's going to work out well. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. We will not. Say, we will see you in our Once mind's again, eye. We can see you. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Mooney's Never Say Die Hard. And I like that. It sounds like you said TikTok, but I'm going to go with that now. We're on TikTok, people. <laughs> we're on the tip top of TikTok. We're on, we're on the snappity Snapchat that the kids are on. It just sound like that. We just sound horrible. If you want to look, if you want to talk to us once video by Skip or <laughs> or Zimbo, you know, okay. Yeah. Or we email are... us, email us at uh, Moody's Never Say Die Hard at gmail.com. And, and Kiki will make sure we get the message. Don't let us yeah. cash. If you, in case you want to Venmo us money, we will never see it. She, she just keeps Kiki's saying. Also <laughs> Every email we get, she's like, "This is spam, spam, spam." spam, spam. <laughs> like, come on, it can't all be spam. And now, stay tuned for your local news tonight on Eyewitness News. A new baby panda was born at the Bronx Zoo today, and that's bad news for.